Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Friday, September 7th, 2018. I hope that you all have had a great, great weekend. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you stay around a while, check it out, and make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. If you are continuously listening, thank you for my returning listeners. You all are phenomenal. I appreciate you. Thank you for the continued support, and I want to send a special thank you as well to our donors and those who have supported the podcast through uh, Anchor now allowing uh, listener support. Thank you all as well. I definitely got to let you know that the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a one-stop shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. And right now you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. Make sure you go ahead and do that. Listen, so the month of September is uh, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Definitely something I hold dear to my heart. You know that a lot of the podcasts that I've done in times past, and even as we have conversations with other topics, it definitely flows around the mind. For me, it flows around mental health. So the other day on Instagram, if you're not following me, make sure you do so, Richard Taylor Jr. The other day on Instagram, I did a uh, just a Q&A. I wanted to get some questions some mental health questions that you all had to really utilize for this space and today's conversation with this podcast. So I got five great questions from a few folks. I'm going to just lay into these as as effective and efficiently as I possibly can. So make sure you stay around. Um, The first one, and I'm not going to, I'm going to leave everything anonymous as far as who it's coming from this time, but I am going to ask the question. So how do you build your confidence after suffering with mental illness? Um, this is a great, great question. How do we build our confidence, right? Because one of the things that we've got to understand is with mental illness, guys, it can be very, very tough to deal with trying to figure out who or what we are after we have been torn down for so long. And so I think in order to build our confidence after suffering with mental illness, it comes through identity in my Second and third books, I talk about this a lot, this concept of of identity, finding out who we are, having an understanding of who we are, and then acting and living out in who we are as a person when it comes to our strengths, our weaknesses, making those strengths, becoming better and stronger. How do you build your confidence? You do it after you find your identity, like truly understanding who you are, right? And then for those of you all who look at it from a faith standpoint, I think understanding who God says you are. This is so, so important because many times the reason why we lack confidence a lot of times is because of lies that have been told, uh, situations that have cause different um, feelings in our lives, certain forms of trauma that we have experienced cause us to not feel too confident in even the smallest areas of life. And so I really want to put that out there to let you know that in order for you to get that confidence built the way that you need to after suffering with mental illness, you've got to be able to find yourself. Who are you? Who are you when it comes to all of the hellacious things that you've dealt with, but also all of the beauty that is you as well, right? Every experience, that you have gone through, everything that has happened to you, um, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. So if it had happened to you, you would have succumbed to it. You would have fallen short and you would have given up. But guess what? It happened for you because you have literally put yourself in a position to where you are still fighting. You're still moving forward and you can turn what was meant for bad into something that can be for your good. And I want to encourage you with that today to understand that the for your good really does come through 
through having an understanding of who you are after experiencing all of that and understanding the strengths that you have in being able to overcome the mental health issues and illnesses and being labeled by so many different things, but still being able to overcome it. Guys, I hope that this helps answer that because we all have the confidence inside of us. It's truly a matter of being able to tap into it though and walk it out and live it out. Our next question says, how do you deal with the thoughts that can tear yourself down due to depression? This is a phenomenal question. This is actually something else that I address in my books as well. One of the biggest things that helped me in dealing with the thoughts that tore me down for so long due to depression um, was really challenging the thoughts. This is something that I had to learn to do after my last suicide attempt. Um, I had a mirror in my room. I was staying in my college dorm. It was a double as a single. And it had a huge mirror on the back of the door. I would literally start to say different things to myself in the mirror. And it wasn't just random things. I was actually very, very strategic and specific in what I said because it spoke to areas that had once been spoken against. So every time that I was called stupid, every time that I was called ugly, every time that I was called worthless, every time that somebody made a joke about me, said something that was hurtful, uh, um, even, even hurtful words from family members members and friends, things like that, being able to speak the complete opposite of what was spoken to me, looking at myself in the mirror. And guys, I'll be completely honest with you. When I first started this, I did not believe what I was saying, but there is something to be said about um, our, the power that rests within our tongues and in our mouth. When we say and speak certain things into the atmosphere so much, guys, some people call it cause and effect. Some people call it seed time and harvest. At the end of the day, what you speak guys can literally start to speak to how you live. So you've got to be mindful of one, the lies that you've taken in addressing those thoughts, those lies that, that, tend to torment your mind and your thoughts, the the lies that come from the depression, that come from the labeling of the depression. At the end of the day, it's just a thought. It doesn't become an action in our life until we decide to act on it. So we've got to be able to arrest the thought itself. We have got to bring that thought under subjection and we've got to deal with that thought head on. What about this thought is true in my life? Is this thought true in my life? Are these words, these, these, these ideas, is this me? And, and being able to identify and address that early on, because what happens when you do that is you put yourself in a position to win because now the thought doesn't have control over you because it hasn't become an action in your life and it hasn't become something that you are living off of. So how do you deal with the thoughts? You've got to address them at the door. You can't let them linger. You can't let them float around. An idle mind is the devil's playground. So what do we have to do? We've got to be able to address those thoughts head on, deal with them, pull out the lie, eradicate the lie, and then start living in your truth by speaking life into who you really are, by speaking positive affirmations and words over yourself, the complete opposites of the negative thoughts. You've got to start speaking those things into fruition. Great question. My third question says, do you know anything about overcoming PTSD? Absolutely, I do. I just did a, a really interesting conference, actually, in Knoxville, Tennessee, with uh, the City's United family um, doing this trauma and healing. And one of the things that I have gotten a chance to learn and understand, right, because we all deal with trauma. 
Now, everybody's trauma looks different. Everybody's level of trauma looks different. But one of the things that we've got to understand is that it's not a comparison. We all deal with trauma and we all respond to dealing with trauma in different ways. Um, For some of us, we kind of got the grit and the gut to go ahead and deal with it head on. And we just fight and we fight and we, we knock it out the park. But for others of us, guys, depending on what the situation was that led to trauma in the first place, it can linger for a very long time. And as it lingers, what it does is it starts to affect how we live, how we act, how we respond and the decisions that we make. And so I want us to be very careful and mindful not to allow the traumatic experiences to linger. We've got to be able to communicate. We've got to have community and we've got to be able to talk about what it is that we've dealt with, how it's making us feel, how it made us feel. And we've got to seek wise counsel in order to be better, in order to move forward after dealing with the traumatic situations. Overcoming PTSD is very, very possible. Um, It definitely takes time, but a lot of it comes from the addressing of the trauma, being able to, to face it head on and not run from it. Many times when we see problems or situations, or we deal with trauma, it's very easy for us to run away from it. It's very easy for us to create excuses that cause us to become victims, right? That cause us to become inferior to the problem or to the approach. And I want you all to understand that this does not have to be your positioning as you move forward in trying to overcome PTSD. Now, will the thoughts just magically disappear? Absolutely not. There will be times where you find yourself rehashing or maybe getting a memory or maybe something that you are close to or connected to now uh, triggers something from a very long time ago. One of the things you got to do, though, is be able to take yourself to um, the the space that is your current reality. And that is that 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 trauma does not control you. You can't change that trauma. Right. And you got to be real with yourself. You can't change the situation. You can't change what took place. That experience is there. That past is there. But what you can do is decide how you want to move forward from it. Not taking away or discrediting your trauma, but understanding that your trauma had an expiration date once it happened. The only way that it stays alive is if you continue to allow the experience to torment you and to haunt you. So what does this mean? We've got to start finding alternatives to combat the thoughts that come with the traumatic experiences that we've had. We have got to start, what did I say? Community, communication. We have literally got to start putting ourselves And a lot of it is just repositioning, positioning yourself to win the day. I'm not, look, I will never tell you to go hit the home run when it comes to overcoming mental health issues because that's not realistic. It is a day-by-day, step-by-step process. So even if that's you just winning your thoughts for the next few minutes, even if that's you winning your thoughts for the next few hours, even if that's you being able to talk about something that maybe you weren't able to talk about a year ago or two years ago, Guys, I want to encourage you all to make sure that you are actively pursuing the things that once pursued you. And why am I telling you this? Because in order to overcome that trauma, you've got to be able to address it. You've got to be able to talk about it. And now you've got to be able to understand your position in it as you move forward. Trauma does not own you. And listen, I don't want you to take on too much weight at one time. So manage it accordingly. Do what you can in this process and in this time. And I would encourage you to find a happy place as well. One of the easiest ways to not allow trauma to pull us back into a downward spiral 
is by having a barrier and a limitation set mentally when it comes to, you know what, I need to get up. I need to move around. I need to get out the house. I need to get out of my thoughts. I need to get out of my feelings. I need to write this down, close it up, and then keep it moving for now. I've addressed what I could for today. Pray on those things that you've addressed as well. And then you've got to start encouraging yourself in the understanding that that trauma expired once it happened. What we are focused on now is the memory that comes from the traumatic experience. So how do we deal with the memory of it? We have to put ourselves in a different shoe. We cannot continue to put ourselves in the space of looking at us as that victim that had to deal with it. And like I said, this isn't discrediting the trauma. But what I want to do is move you from a space of pain to power. That trauma happened once before. How do you how do you help it not to happen again? How do you put yourself in a winning position to where you don't allow this to happen anymore? And then also to possibly even be a helping hand to somebody else who might be going through the same thing. So yes, overcoming PTSD um, is a huge one. And I definitely think that, you know what, maybe I'll just dedicate an entire podcast. I'll probably actually take the um, the workshop that I did and I'll break it down by actually just going through all of the slides and everything that I created for the workshop that I did that had to do with PTSD, dealing with trauma and how to heal. The biggest part of overcoming trauma is the healing. PTSD, it's the healing. It's being able to heal and and not just put a Band-Aid over the wound, but actually take care of the wound, bring the, the skin back together and bring you back to life. So I will definitely make sure before this month is out, since everything is going to be focused around mental health this month, I'm going to make sure to actually do a full on overcoming PTSD. And I'll definitely bring out some guests as well, who I think would be great for that conversation. The fourth question says, when struggling with mental health, how do do you overcome the shame you may have? Now, this is very, very sensitive because one of the things that we don't understand is that that there is a huge level of shame that comes with it. This is actually why I titled my first book Unashamed, um, because as I opened up about dealing with depression, dealing with obesity, dealing with the suicide attempts, dealing with all of the bad decisions that I made, it's very hard to sometimes come to grips with who you are or maybe who you've become or even what you were. You could have changed, but coming to grips with what you were because there are so many layers that you are trying to peel back from all of the bad things and decisions and all the things that have been done. And and it can definitely bring about a lot of shame because in your mind, you're telling yourself, maybe I should be better than this. I should be well ahead of this. Why did I allow this to be a part of me? Why did I even think this was OK? Like and we can become our own worst enemy. We can really um, mess ourselves up when it comes to overthinking and also um, allowing shame to live in our hearts when it shouldn't. So the first thing that we've got to do is as a people is is break the silence when it comes to the mental health issues. We've got to break the silence and have the understanding that we all go through life and we handle it in different ways. But you are so much bigger than the bad decisions that you've made. You are more than your past mistakes. You are so much more. And I think having a true belief in that, understanding that everything that you went through, it was a lesson. It was a lesson that you have come out on top of and that you can now learn from and 
not only be better, but start to live better. One of the biggest ways that you can deal with the shame is, is, is coming to the reality that your life is greater than shame. Your ultimate purpose and your final destination in life, your creation, the way that you were brought to this world, your purpose is not shame. It's not shame at all. But one of the things that we've got to understand is that when it comes to life and how things tend to work and play out sometimes, it's very easy for shame to become our resting place. But this is where we've got to start finding one, our identity, going back to that first question, who we truly are. Even with all of those mistakes, who are we? Because the reality is, is that because we're still alive, because we are actively seeking to be better, we are so much more than what we let on through the decisions that we made, through the mistakes that we had, and through the life that we led at one point in time. So you overcome that shame and you become better when it comes to dealing with that shame by understanding that understanding that that shame is not your resting place. Guys, I apologize. The co- uh, the podcast actually just cut off. So I'm coming back in to fill in. I thought it was still recording. I literally finished the entire podcast and thought we had finished it. Um, but apparently it didn't. So I'm coming back in to knock out the rest of this real quick just to address the shame piece. And then, of course, our final question as well. So we address the shame um, by understanding that that shame is not our resting place. That shame is not our idea. Identity, um, and that's so important for us to make sure that we know. Um, and then I want to jump into this fifth and final question. Once diagnosed with a disorder, what is your advice on learning to live with it? I will tell you like this: you are not the label, the title that you have been given when it comes to that disorder. Your your or the diagnosis, I'll say. Your life and your purpose is so much greater than the diagnosis. That diagnosis is a small part of somebody else's opinion. And if you've heard me before. You've heard me say that God has given you a plan and a purpose before anybody ever had an opinion about you, before anybody ever gave an examination that put a label or a title on you. And I want you to walk in that understanding that you are more than this. This is not your final resting place. How do you learn to live with it? You live with it by understanding that it is only as powerful as much space and time as you give it. It is only as powerful as you allow it to be. So you've got to start doing what? seeking out more of your purpose and the plan for your life. This goes back into the identity concept that I talked about earlier on in the podcast. You have got to truly find who you are and and walk under that umbrella, walk in that. That is so, so important for many of us um, because I think it's very easy to fall under the labels and the diagnosis. How do you live with it? Guys, another way, we've got to start treating our bodies like temples and not just with what we do in the gym, but also with how we eat. Why am I saying this? You'd be surprised how many of the foods don't just help your physical, but they also help your mental. They help your brain function. They help when it comes to your moods and, and everything thereof. And not just foods, but supplements, uh, some of the plants and, and, and flowers that we have. You'd be surprised and in, in, in what could... Um, what could help you in this regard and why I'm giving you this because one of the easiest ways that you can learn to live with the diagnosis is by stop coming in with blind faith and blind fury when it comes to how you approach it. Many times when you see a person that is getting ready to fight, right, we'll take a UFC match, wrestling match, boxing match. 
Fighters are effective because they too they do so much in trying to learn their opponents' maneuvers and moves so that they can know how to attack and how to be successful in defending themselves against them. We have got to treat these diagnoses and these um, issues that we deal with the same way. One of the easiest ways for us to lose is by not knowing what we're battling. By and I'm not, I don't mean just it, what it is, but I mean the identity of that thing, the who, right? Like how does this thing function? Understand. If you were labeled with PTSD, how does PTSD function in somebody's life? How does uh, uh, bipolar disorder function like and, and not just the function, but the weaknesses as well? Understanding that there have been people in this world who have overcome these things and who have learned to live a very productive life while having these labels. And they've done it because they've taken the time to truly learn their opponent, which is that diagnosis. So we don't succumb to the diagnosis. We understand that our life, our purpose is so much greater than that diagnosis. And we have a responsibility to learn how to combat that diagnosis so that it doesn't become the um, the 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 alpha, the God, the omega in our life. We can't allow that to happen. Um, so that is my encouragement for you all with this today. I hope that this helps. Like I said, I apologize. The podcast cut off. So I'm coming back in to to fill in the last little bit of gaps here. But thank you all so much for these questions, man. Listen, I am uh, not opposed to answering whatever you need answered when it comes to this. So make sure that if you have questions, you reach out, whether here on the Anchor app or on my Instagram handles. Make sure you follow me. Uh, Instagram, Richard Taylor Jr. Facebook is Richard L. Taylor Jr. Twitter is at Truly Taylor Made. You can also hit me up on my website, RichardTaylorJr.com. There you will also be able to find information on my books, how to purchase them. You can literally purchase them right there from the site. Um, and you can also purchase some of the Love Between My Scars paraphernalia as well. Make sure that you subscribe, guys, and stay in tune. You are greater than the diagnosis. You are greater than every experience. You are greater than the trauma. Your life's purpose has so much more value. Your best day hear me are ahead of you guys you are not losing in life you are not failing you are simply between the dream what is between the dream it's not just the title of my books between the dream is a way of life the point between your present moment and your promise is your process between the dream is the process when you embrace your process you embrace your progress and when you embrace your progress you can walk into every promise every purpose and every plan meant for your life that's what you were called to do i love you guys i'll talk to you next week have a great weekend peace